0: Hello, welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's
1: Lindsay and Krista. How are we feeling?
0: (sighs) Whenever people talk about breath in interviews, I take a breath. Take a breath, Like I haven't been breathing.
1: It's true. I've been doing a little, like not breath work before bed, but just a little like deep breathing Mm -hmm. just to kind of like send me into a deeper sleep because... I feel like when I'm on the road, I'm a little more like, hmm, i us check the phone. I, like, I am too. Do the more product, like I'm like on my computer. I'm like, yes. oh, no, no, no. All the uh, like practices go out the window a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what that is either. But I felt fine. I don't feel like weird, but I'm just like, huh, it's an interesting thing. I had the craziest, I took the CBD by Housewise. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh weird dreams last night. Very weird and like, like it was fine. It was like tsunami.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. And then people were
1: holding me. People were like holding me so I couldn't run. Oh. Away from the tsunami. But it wasn't like violent. It was just like, they were just like, oh no, don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, I got to go. Like this is- (laughs) Were they about to die in the tsunami too? (laughs) No, but it was a very gentle tsunami. It was almost like it was creeping up like house flooding or something like that. It was very like gentle. It's very weird. That's
0: very symbolic.
1: Don't you yeah. feel like? Yeah. But I'm not... Everyone's, normally
0: it's emotion. Yeah. Maybe it's a creeping slow emotion <laughs> you have. <laughs> and everyone's holding you back.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've been... I, I've been... I've been... We've been watching... I know I've been talking about this before, but fucking Game of Thrones still. She's so I on have, it. To, you guys, I can't. So I haven't... My dreams haven't been as... When you watch TV before bed, your dreams will not be as fruitful. I feel like, or or not as like, I don't know, they're not as like vivid. So I haven't really been having like super exciting dreams, but I do that in the morning, just when I wake up and I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's like the best. (laughs) Where you literally stretch your arms and you're like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally 5.15 a.m. And I'm like, ah. (laughs) It feels so... Good to just be like guttural, yeah. When you move, and free. yes, and just like push your back out and like, mm-hmm. and just make noises,
1: yes. Well, I what like being on the road. I'm in the Airbnb alone at night, and I'm like, whoa, she's got a lot of sounds. She's yes. got burps.
0: She's got groans. Yes, just, <laughs> just being like, eh. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to like scream in your car. Oh, okay, yeah. I scream in my car. Oh, I but like then that. if I pull up to someone, I turn it down a little bit. <laughs> or like if I'm listening like gospel <gasps> really loud, I'm like that. And I turn it down like real real quiet when I pull up next to them. I was walking in the park today in Playa and I was like listening to gospel and I was singing literally at the top of my lungs. No oh, one was around. Amazing. It was nice. That's nice. It was really nice. It's like, I wish I could hear what I sounded like, but. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is me in the park, baby. Doesn't matter.
1: Have we talked about how we've been microdosing all week during recording? My gosh, no. Maybe a little bit, but. Hey, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Something happened. So my Chris has been microdosing. She did an episode on it. If you haven't listened to that, run to listen to that episode. It's so so good, and so many people have been curious about it. And when I got here, to every person's
0: like, where do you get it? Where do you get it? Where do you get it?
1: No, 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 not sharing my yes
0: (laughs) axis mundi ceremony will support you. Yes, in your entire process. (laughs) Okay, that's all. I'm gonna say,
1: but she slipped me a little. A little capsule. When I got here, On I Thursday, was, I was like, "Am I at a psych ward that you're giving me medication?" <laughs> yeah. But it's been actually so delightful, so so nice. I I, I voice message the 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 plug to kind of get get going because I'm like, "Oh, this will be fun for," and just supportive and like creative processes and just kind of you know weaving throughout life, but I've felt lighter. I don't think I'm more like articulate and in flow in that way, but I think it's like just a lightness around expression. And
0: play. Yes. Yeah. You've been, it's been nice. Like we've both been in the vibe, Mm -hmm. but things started to unravel (laughs) when dude, something (laughs) happened. You guys, I think it was taking a combination of CBD and caffeine. So
1: you gave us a you gave us a CBD gummy that had caffeine, a little caffeine yes. and it, which normally is great Fun. for a little pick me up and for a workout or whatever. But the combo opened up something and we were we in a were vortex. We were, we, we were tripping. We were tripping. A we little were bit. in
0: a vortex. And during our interviews, <laughs> the way that we're looking at people is like, we are hungry. <laughs> it's like we're hungry for them. Like it's like literally we're hungry and we're going to eat them. We are staring at we them. We don't blink. We do not blink. And they're probably like, is everything okay? And then our questions kind of were like like at wild.
1: Yeah. Like it was like the
0: non-linear path of an interview.
1: It could have been this one with Nikki as well. You might might feel it. So yeah, this is
0: a little precursor. (laughs) You guys might feel it a little bit, that there was a little bit of something. And then on Saturday, we were with friends. Mm -hmm. And some of them sat in ceremony and had a little. And I was like, I had a bit because they were like, you never do. And you always are saying that you do. And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I had a little bit. And then I was like, dude, I guys, guys, I know. guys, guys. Oh, God, I could stop this.
1: We had we had Mo come for massages when we were, doing, yes. we were doing this hang with our group of friends. And I was like, well, I, I had a moment in the massage where I kind of like went somewhere. I was like, oh, okay, stay here. Yes.
0: <laughs> Moe's the best massage therapist in LA. Mossage Therapia. Yes. Couldn't be better. If you like a sports aggressive massage. Yeah, it is pretty aggressive. But Some. it's it's aggressive, but very flowy. Like it's yes. just- he It's like play, a dance. Yeah, he plays your body. He plays your body like a fiddle. Yes. And so and then on, on Saturday, when I came home, so we left and I came back home. I was like, dude, I don't want to be in this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be like <laughs> tripping still. I was just the whole day. I was like, what? What? Where am I? I know. Which is so weird because the whole time I've been microdosing, I have not felt any… Psychedelic. Psychedelic experience. Yeah. I don't know if it was our energies playing off of each other. Yeah, probably. Just creating this like greater energy that was happening. And then everything we were doing, I was just like…
1: It was fun. (laughs) It was silly, silly, silly. It was
0: lots of laughs.
1: Yeah, it was really… It was funny. And you'll you, hear it in
0: this interview too. And you realize the the medicine of laughter when yes. you're in that. When you're like, oh yeah. Laughing is the yeah, best. Yeah. It was funny too when we were all talking and then later in the evening when we had, it was me, you, Letitia in the kitchen. And we're all like, what's going on with you? And we were kind of just like talking platitudes or talking <laughs> yes. like platitudes. And it's because we're all, me, you, and Letitia are all the people that like focus on the other person. Yes. So when us we're three like, are but together. What about you? Yeah, literally, we kept giving the ball back. We're like, so what's up with you? And she's like, so how are you? What's going on with this? And we're like, what's going on with this? Because neither, like n- the three of us are not people that are like going to be like, well, this is happening. Yes. Let me tell you about my life. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. It was so funny. I noticed that. I'm like, oh my God, we're all avoiding talking about ourselves. This is fucking hilarious. Uh, but today's interview with Nikki. So this is long, long time coming. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I don't know if I say that a lot. You guys should let me know. But we We've known Nikki for two years now. She reached out maybe two years ago. I got a reading. My husband got a reading. He's yes. like, she's my favorite. Yeah. 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 And so we've known her for a while. We did a event stop with her in Miami. We did a tour stop with Nikki in Miami, which was really powerful. You've had a lot of readings from her. Mm-hmm. I know Jordan and Jenna really love her as a reader. So this seems like a perfect time for her to come on the show. And I feel like she's really stepped into her work in a really deep way. So I felt like this conversation was like her in her power. And it was so good.
1: Yeah, very much so. It's It's been very cool to see her kind of evolve through her work. So you might know her. She wrote the book, The Final Swipe, which is a number one bestselling book and really focuses on dating and relationships and very much tends to people who are single and wanting to find their person. And it's been really cool to see her grow Soul Academy and her soul reading method and really just transition to supporting people and connecting to their intuition and just supporting healers and become certified as well. So it's, yeah, it's been, it's been really profound. And this shift within her family of, and she talks about it in the interview, but yeah, like being the I guess, provider in a way for this season and how that's been really beautiful in her relationship where her husband was that ultra masculine and um, now he's really beautifully tending to kind of the more feminine emotional parts of himself, which is added to their relationship. So yeah, we go all over the place in I think the best way with Nikki. You can go to nikkinova.com to learn more about her and her soul readings and her work and her soul academy. She also has a podcast.
0: Yeah, and if you are intuitive, you want to increase your intuitive abilities, you want to figure out what gifts you have, this is for you. So she works with intuitives to like do readings. Mm -hmm. She works with people who want to deepen their intuition. So I feel like this is a perfect conversation because so many women in our audience really want to lean on their intuition to guide them more in life. And that's that really divine connection they have to source. So we're going to go through how to connect to your intuition, what gifts you may have, how to know what your gift is, what blocks you could be working with and all of the steps for you to feel really, really connected to that beautiful part of you that is your intuitive gifts.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Nikki. We love you. So proud of you. And it was just a joy to have you in person. We did a little dinner too to Mm -hmm. catch up. It was just so... So lovely. So thank you. And to all of you listening, thank you for subscribing to Almost 30. It means so much to us. And if you know this episode or any other episode has caught your interest in what we do here, please go to almost30.com. We have programs. We have a membership, a community that you can connect with. It's a really incredible place to support you in your evolution. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, almost30podcast.
0: We'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Bye. I don't know if you've heard,
1: but there is a Life Edit mini challenge happening April 12th to the 16th. This challenge is inspired by The Life Edit, an almost 30-episode program by Krista Williams, my co-host, and I am joining with you all. This is going to be a powerful recalibration. She is inviting you to let go of some shit, create more space in your life, and align to your highest self starting today. And this is a really special lead in to the full program coming soon, but this is a free challenge. So join nothing to lose, everything to gain. You'll receive an email each day with tangible tips you can integrate right now to up-level key areas of your life. And together, we will all visualize who you want to be and take steps to get to where you want to be, how you want to feel digitally, physically, relationally, health-wise, financially it is going to be so powerful. All you have to do is sign up with your email at lifeeditbychrista.com. That's lifeeditbychrista.com. Good TT baby TT. Ready to rock. She's in the house finally in person. Finally I'm in so person. We had
0: to have it in person. It just like had to be now, had to yes. be this way, had to be with you in the mountains. To be with where we're at in our life and it feels like such a long time coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Nikki Nova's here. Wouldn't want it any other way. I know. Yeah, I was thinking the other day about our first, our first like event with you in Miami and just how powerful that was and the contrast of, you know, we we were on tour and we were in WeWorks, you know. Yes, 2019. To the fact that we brought in someone like you, the people that were there. Were so. I feel like they were. They were so ready. Yeah. They were so open, and to see like the the contrast and like being in a where we work, but then having these deep, deep soul discussions and feeling so connected. Them feeling their own power through your message was like I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. It was a very unique tour stop experience. Yeah, it was
0: so beautiful. You just don't find that stuff in Miami, you know? I know, that's yes. true. I don't know, but it felt like. Yeah. It felt like, and it's been beautiful because I remember I had a reading from you. I was at my old apartment. I remember I was like sitting outside. So I remember where I was and how it felt. And I remember you had yours in 2019 before we met you, early 2019.
1: Mm-hmm, 18, 19, yeah. And your
0: reading was really profound.
1: Yeah, she... You described my person coming in. I was like, "Oh, so interesting!" And I actually, I can see the notebook paper. And I wish I still had it. It's probably somewhere. But I remember it was like he's wearing a suit, but he absolutely adores you. But lol, (laughs) men in suits, (laughs) so true.
0: (laughs) But don't worry,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and he adores you, and you know all these things, and yeah, and Sean's in finance, so that was kind of like the thing there. But yeah, I remember. I remember it was like right after I had broken up with this one person and you you were like, Yeah, no, it's it's done. And, you know, it it serves you and his soul that you move on and not, you know kind of hook on because you feel bad because that was kind of my pattern a little bit with people that I would break up with and then I'd be like, oh my God, I feel bad. They're a nice person. I should probably yeah, give honestly. them another try.
0: You know? It's so funny when you're like, I feel bad. We should be together. Yeah. <laughs> i just
1: commit my whole life to even yes, because I feel bad. Yes, yes. Yes. But but that was really profound for me to kind of see that pattern that I had and to kind of have that bird's eye high level view of like, oh, it's actually who was the guy? both of us. Manhattan Beach? BT? Yeah. <laughs> Got
0: it. I know. Because <laughs> you said, I feel bad. I'm like, I know.
2: <laughs> it's just a, I mean, even to just see also, Lindsay, like how much, I don't know, you tra- like changed yes. from that that time. or yeah. all, I mean, all of us too. And it wasn't really that long ago. Not long But it's ago. just so fascinating how you almost like forget being in that space, right? Like in that moment. And it's funny when you... We're saying, Krista, that you were like remembering where you were in the reading when you were speaking, Lindsay. I was like remembering the visuals that I saw with the reading. The trick about the reading, especially the when you see this person in the suit, like the trick is definitely to like learn to have to be able to to translate that message and to understand. So I was a little, I guess, a little off there, where it's not that he doesn't wear suits, but it was like that finance exactly kind of mm-hmm. situation. And I remember the visual of the guy before, and I just I just remember almost like it was. You were just like wrapped in these like vines or something, like almost. It was just such a being killed. Kind of.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a Marvel movie? <laughs> totally,
2: 100%. I just see. Yeah, it was just like, it, it, it was just a, yeah, it was just like the darker place for you. It was like, it was dead, almost like it was dead. It was like, yeah. dead, you know? I, I, it was that
1: point at which I was like, oh, I'm going to have to lower my standards and kind of like recalibrate because this is what I'm finding, <laughs> you know? And it wasn't that's that huge. these people were, no, that like it, it was just such a mismatch. But I was like trying so hard to make things work because I was super critical of myself for being so um, Wanting specific.
0: bigger things. Yeah, yeah, wanting, wanting, yes.
2: yeah wanting something else. Yeah. I exactly.
0: think that's a very real feeling that a lot of people in our community feel yes. actually around dating. That is important to highlight where you feel shameful for having discernment or being specific. And I think this is where intuition is so important because, you know, I realized with intuition that a lot of times women were so intuitive, but we're also told to be really nice and to be kind to everyone and just to be the specific type of person, but our soul discerns. So our soul's very discerning of what's right for us and what's, what isn't. And sometimes we don't listen to our intuition, which is our soul talking to us because we feel like we have to be nice or we feel like we feel bad for them. So I want to talk a little, little bit about that, like with the intuition in women. What have you noticed is one of the ways in which women deny their intuitive gifts?
2: So intuition, like you were just saying, Krista, is, it is the language of the soul. You know, it's, it's mixed in with desires too, for sure. And the heart, it's kind of like all that area. But... The tricky thing is that we actually have to have some sort of connection to the heart. Like we have to be somewhat heart-centered to be able to accept the intuition. Like to be able to be okay with this voice being a little different than what I've been learn- when I've been taught or what I've learned or what other people are doing. Because that voice is so unique to you that it's going to be different than the other people around you. It's going to be different than, you know, even when you're in that relationship with this guy that you're, you know, maybe he was like, I don't know why you're being so hard on me. Like, I don't know why you're expecting so much from me, but your voice is saying something a little different. And there has to be a, a connection and a and a, and a trust in ourselves. And that really is a, is a bit of a process because nobody, like you were saying, like nobody really teaches us to trust ourselves. Like we are really taught to trust everything else but ourselves in many ways. Like trust what this person's telling you or, you know. Trust the
0: media. Trust the media,
2: trust I trust I mean, your
0: teacher, yeah. trust the
2: doctor. Mm-hmm. And we are, I mean, it really is like, like it's being thrown down our throat all the time, which I actually think, especially in the way where we are in the world right now, I think that that is why so many of us are looking into intuition because we can't trust anything anymore. And the only thing we can trust is, is ourselves, our, not ourselves, but the, the soul. And I believe like what's so fascinating is like we're these little souls, we get thrown into this, earth, we forget everything, you know, like we have this whole forgetting, even though we are so powerful and have had so many other experiences, we forget everything. But to me, the heart and intuition is like the little compass that spirit put in us. So it's all the answers are there. We just have to be able to find it and access it. And actually, that's what lets us remember everything else. So it's so important. Like it's such an important investment in yourself to find that voice but we're just you know we just ignore it all the time and what is <laughs> you're
0: like pisses me off and <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here I'm on a mission <laughs> <laughs> we just ignore it yeah. all the time <laughs> yeah. ignoring ignoring yes, <laughs> bastards. and like
2: you know and even just like if you go back to just patriarchy programming all that kind of stuff like a woman, I mean, men, of course, have intuition. I know we're all with um, very intuitive men ourselves, the three of us. But the women, the woman intuition is actually was the original strength because obviously men have always as a species been bigger than us. So they always had like that physical strength. But the woman always had this like intuitive strength. But in order to conquer the woman, we had to basically make the woman feel like she's crazy, that that inner voice is crazy. And that that and now it's happening to all of us. It's not just men. I mean, it's not just women. Men are being abused in that way too, but there's like a kind of like a psychological like, oh, you know, what you're hearing inside is is wrong and that's how you get conquered. So originally we were conquered that way and it's just been so many generations. So we're also dealing with our poor moms that didn't like, didn't have that freedom to, and we're trying to, we're actually like fighting them and fighting all these other programming, and I, it's 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 annoying that we don't listen to it, but I think it's also exciting. Like so many, so many of us are waking up to it, and I think we're going to pass it on to our kids, and that's how the world changes. Yeah, I completely, I completely
1: agree. And I guess what can, if if people in the audience are wanting to just attune to intuitive hits, I guess what can they look, feel, sound like in the everyday? Because I think what is tricky is that doubt from the mind. That's like,
2: oh, well, that happened to me yesterday. Like that can't be my soul speaking to me. Yeah, I think if you're just getting started, you have to give yourself a little bit of freedom. So if you enjoy your relationship to that doubt, because it keeps you, you know, it's good that we obviously discern and and question and judge and all that kind of stuff. Like that's not a bad thing. It keeps us safe. But if you're just if you feel very disconnected from your intuition, it's good to be just like, okay, for one week, I'm going to listen to like all my crazy thoughts. Like I'm just going to, you know, like I'm going to let my, if I'm like, oh, I think that this is a sign or I think that this is like bringing me somewhere. What's the worst that's, I mean, (laughs) guys, I feel like I need to give you guys a disclaimer, but I'm just saying that like, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you just give yourself a little bit of space to be childlike, to be a dreamer to be curious to play a little bit like you don't have to be the inner parent all the time like judging like everything so you can just play with that for you don't have to say i'm going to be like that for the rest of my life but you can say i'm going to be like that for a week or so and see see what happens because the energy of intuition is not the all knowing a lot of people get into intuition out of perfectionism like you know we're trying to we're trying to get into intuition because like great I never have to make a mistake again. Like I can just really good get good at hearing myself. Awesome. Then I don't have to ever fuck up again. And that's not the energy of intuition. Actually, the energy of intuition is curiosity. Because there's actually a lot of unknown in following your intuition. Just because, for instance, you know, the example of we saw a suit. Okay, like. I don't know exactly when. I don't know if, is it really a suit? Like, but this is what I'm being led to. And there's so much mystery behind that. So that's the other reason why we don't let ourselves let go of that doubt, doubtful talk because we want certainty. And we assume that intuition equals certainty. And actually intuition, there's so much mystery in intuition. And there's also the vibe is curiosity, Mm -hmm. So if you can just stay in a curious place and be like, you know what? I actually don't know for sure if this is it, but I just feel like excited about this. I feel like I'm supposed to follow this. I'm supposed to go there. That is the beginning of getting to know your intuition. And then with time, it gets like very on point because you've learned the energy. It's kind of like getting to know a friend. Like, you know, you have a good friend and you're like, oh, that's that's so Krista. Like that's such her vibe. Like I can actually even hear her voice in this or something. That's how you're getting used to your own intuition. You're getting the energy. You have to get to know it. So you can't you can't stop it midway. You have to be open. How do you get to know like the uniqueness of your own intuition? Are there like daily practices that people can do? For sure. So there's levels, but... One thing like what we start doing and if you've ever received a reading, basically what you're getting is somebody is reading energy either around you. If you're getting, if somebody's predicting, they're going into like, you know, all the the energy that exists in the world. And the dark arts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. And they are like reading the energy. They've learned to read the unseen channeling it's i have learned to connect to an energy that you can't see it but i have learned to communicate and read it so actually you're learning to hold your focus on the unseen so i all of us kind of want to wish that our intuition can work when i'm just like walking down the street and you know it's it's coming to me or i can just randomly pull it which which definitely you we all get there at some point but actually like that, that intuition that people want that like you get in a reading or maybe if we see crystal channeling or something, we all want to get there. But that actually requires uh, meditation, my belief is. Like my belief is that like you, we are training our brain to focus on the unseen, but it's there. So you have to like learn to hold your focus. So my first tip would be super simple, like get something that doesn't talk. So maybe it's like your dog or a plant or a cat, a crystal. Okay, it has an energy, but it can't speak to you. So you hold that thing with you, uh, you close your eyes, you ask yourself, you know, whatever question you want to get from that thing or whatever. And you're holding your focus to be like, okay, if this thing was speaking to me, if there's some energy coming from this cat or this dog or this crystal, what what would it be saying? You have to hold up a bit of a silence and a closing of the eyes. And then you have to either put it on paper or speak it like... There has to be a place for it to be communicated. But that's where, that's like the practice of intuition. Definitely there is that level of intuition that you're like, oh, I just know I'm supposed to go here or that. But if you want to get into like reading energy, channeling, you have to train your mind to hold focus.
0: Major. Super clear. Yeah, I'll never forget when I I was with you in Miami. We were at Sahara's. And you mentioned that about holding focus of attention. And I was like, whoa that was huge because I think so many people are like, okay, when am I going to see my spirit guides or when am I going to see an angel or when am I going to hear or when am I going to connect with an alien or whatever it is that they're looking to do or how am I going to channel? And it really is that focused attention. It's presence. Presence. Like
2: if you've ever gone, sat in a really good meditation and you get out and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I'm here, that I'm on this couch it's, or you journeyed somewhere. It's because like you were so present in where, like you forgot you were in a body. Yeah. That's like mm-hmm. when you lose
0: yourself to the music. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. actually being present to the moment, which is the music is really taking you somewhere. And, you know, it's interesting too with intuition, like so many people of our community will ask the questions, like, what should I do? Should I quit the job? Should I break up with the person? Should I you know, start this business, do this thing, but then actually don't get quiet enough with focused attention to listen to an answer. And it's almost like people ask and then they just continue their life in the same energy and momentum, wanting the answer to come to them, but they're never creating the space to allow it. I always say
2: intuition's not going to scream over your anxious voice or your doubtful voice. It is not going to scream. Like you have to get to a place that you're quiet enough. You also can't demand of it. You know, so it's like, I want to know, am I supposed to take this job or not? Maybe today's not the day you're going to get the answer, you know, but you have to start getting quiet and knowing you're going to receive that answer and like leave and definitely leave space for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the anxious energy. Like, it's almost like with God too. <laughs> you know, it's like with God, if you're like, because you, we are God, you know, God is us. But it's like, if you're like, why aren't you doing anything? Like like, he, he's working on it. Like it's all <laughs> happening, but you don't really hear the answer. And if you're like releasing and that's part of the surrender process too.
2: Yeah. As you get deeper into intuition, you definitely get deeper into trust also. You know, like there's this, like you said, it's like this energy that, that I trust that the answer is going to come. I trust that like these messages, I trust that things are working out for me. Like it, that's also where you, because intuition is actually, it's not a push, it's a receive. So trusting is basically saying that I can hold, it's like I can wait in line is kind of what trusting is. It's like, it's not time for me to get that thing at the front of the line. I'm not at the front of the line right now, but I know I'm going to get to the front of the line. So trust is kind of like holding that space before you get the intuitive hit. The front of the line is the intuitive hit, but you need trust because you need some patience. You need oh, like a little bit of a waiting time because you know when we're manifesting things or like you said, when God is answering prayers, it takes a little, there's a little bit of a lag and there's a little bit of a line sometimes. So trust is also an energy. So it is like this patience. of like, I can wait in this line until I get there. We hope you're
1: enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show.
0: I am traveling in the next week and I had to stock up on FX Chocolate before my trip. I have to bring
1: it all. It's the best. It's comforting. It's healthy.
0: It's comforting. It's healthy. I can bring it with me on the go. And it's the perfect keto friendly, zero grams of sugar chocolate. And it has amazing supplements inside. My favorite is Exhale. It is like the perfect way to end my day. The fact that we can get essential supplements in chocolate is like. <laughs> Top tier. Is it? Top tier.
1: Is it? So if you haven't heard, FX Chocolate is a new supplement company that welcomes you to a world where health doesn't have to be hard to swallow. You know those pills. Some people just cannot do pills. So how about chocolate? Uh, They have powerful nutraceuticals like reishi, ashwagandha, CBD, and phytonutrients and deliver them to you in a delicious square of sugar-free, keto-friendly, dark chocolate.
0: It's my favorite. You guys know I'm obsessed. I talk about it all the time. I pretty much have one piece after every single meal and I'm so excited for you to try. Yes. So you can get
1: FX chocolate for
0: 20%
1: off with code almost 30. Head over to fxchocolate.com. Use the code almost 30 at checkout for 20% off.
0: I was so excited to see I got a text from Daily Harvest that my box is on the way. What I love about Daily Harvest is that I have a subscription and it makes it really easy to update it or change it because they text you. So I can always make sure that the box has everything that I'm craving for every season, everything that I need. We are number one
1: fans of Daily Harvest and have been for so many years. My freezer is literally always stocked. And what I love is that you can make any one of their products in literally less than five minutes. So I'm making a harvest bowl for dinner in less than five minutes. Soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, lattes, and so much more. And every single one of them is built on organic fruits and vegetables that are frozen at peak freshness.
0: And all of them are so creative, yummy, like unique. I love them. It's unreal. I have a flatbread. I think we had flatbreads the other day. Me and Lindsay had a little pizza party. (laughs) We made some flatbreads. I like their tonics in the morning. And I really love that I always have Daily Harvest on deck. So I know that I'm getting whole nutritional fruits and veggies in a way that's easy for me. The cauliflower pesto harvest bowl is
1: my favorite forever and ever. And the mint cacao smoothie Mm -hmm. I have every single day. Avoid the takeout temptation and get Daily Harvest. So go to dailyharvest.com slash almost 30 to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash almost 30 for up to $40 off your first box. One more time, dailyharvest.com slash almost 30. What's the importance of the physical body in intuition?
2: Yeah, so... When we get quiet, it's like when we get to know our bodies sometimes and that's when we maybe have like um, different anxieties come through and things like that. So actually the more I got into intuition, the more I had to clear my body like the more that I had to and you actually develop weird sensitivities like I can't do I can't do caffeine the days that I mean if I want to do a caffeine on a vacation, I'm not I don't have anything going on, I can do it, but I can't do it when I'm reading. There's just certain, I can't handle media. Like there's just certain things that, because I'm trying to get such a high vibration that if I'm swimming in other vibrations, it's like a radio, you know, like not connecting. So the body is your vessel. And that's even when I, before I connect, and this might be helpful to you guys, before I connect, I always say like, thank you so much. Like I'm so grateful because again, you want to get in the energy of intuition, which is Curiosity, gratitude, love. You know, it's just like this light. It's not like I must have the answer. So I always set the intention, I'm like, okay, like, may I be a clear vessel to receive these messages, whether they're for me or for somebody that I'm reading, but really re- remembering that you are a clear vessel. So I had to kind of, or that you're, you are a vessel, you're receiving these messages. So you want to like get out of your body because, you know, you're human. We're human. We can get in the way. But if you take a minute to become your spiritual self, And shift the body out for a second, you can also receive more. And then there's a whole caretaking of the body to be able to be more intuitive. I'm not saying that you have to eat perfectly or or be around like, you know, no trauma or or not live in a city or whatever. You can, of course, have all those things, but you'll learn that as you start to like attune more to your intuition, you're not going to be able to handle as much, which is great. Then you're asking the world to not be so messed up. Like you're you're setting the intention of like, hey world, you can't be this crazy because I can't hear myself when you're this crazy. So it's
0: a good thing. Yeah. I think some of my most spiritual, but not in like, I'm spiritual, you know, the most spiritual, but not in your face about being spiritual people in my life, treat their bodies like beautiful, the temples, you know, that they are. And I really realized, and this was something that Peter Kelly, a friend of ours said, but we often use our bodies as like a tr- a dumping ground for trauma. So it's like if you're not processing your emotions appropriately or in a timely manner, or if you're not a process- processing them at all, you might use food or the way that you treat your body. If you're not moving, um, if you're not doing self care as like a way to sort of dump all of the frustration and pain and shame in your body and, you know, the people that I do know that are very spiritual and treat their bodies in this beautiful way, you can tell there's like an energy about it where it's very free-flowing, like free-flowing in and around them. And there's a density that happens sometimes when you're eating things or you're eating too much or you're eating the wrong things. That's just very, it's hard to talk about because it sounds very woo-woo and out there, but it's something that I think when people recognize, they know that it's true.
2: Yeah, if you've ever experienced that. And also, you know, talking Going back to the body, Lindsay, like we, there's there's a cleansing process in the body that I think until you get into this more connected space, like you don't think that it's a big deal, but you know, stuff's going to happen. I have three kids, like life is crazy, but every morning there has to be some sort of cleansing. So it is dancing or you know having a fun conversation with a friend and laughing and just kind of releasing anything that is stuck in the body definitely you know you have to start at level 1 which is like okay maybe i've never done any of this i need to go to energy work and release trauma and and start moving those things but then after that it's maintenance and you have to like i do a lot of dancing cuz i'm i'm so emotional i'm so sensitive i hold everything i you know i absorb all the kids stuff but i'm not going to be able to hear or clear any like hear anything clearly if i don't move that energy out of my body so moving your body get all that stuff out of the way and then when you're feeling like okay i'm a pretty clear vessel i can get this you know i always use the example of have you ever pulled like a a card from a deck of cards like a tarot deck and you're so anxious and you're like give me the you know give me the answer and all of a sudden like you pull like the tower card and you're like shit my life, my life is <laughs> yes. over you know it's like everybody's like dying when they see that that's that, when you re-pull. Yeah. <laughs> Pull again. You're like, are it's you It's not mine. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> are you working? So, and it, it's the concept that like, you're the vessel that is pulling that. Like that's the energy that you're pulling. And it's not really that you're, you deserve the tower deck. I mean, the tower card, excuse me. It's the, it's the energy that your body is in. Because if it's, if it's law of attraction based, if my body is in that place, if it's in an anxious place, like I'm not going to get the best message. So yes, before you take a moment to like hear yourself, work, like think about cleansing more than anything like that. Think about moving the energy so you can be in the best space to receive the message.
0: Yeah. And I think just a caveat on that too. So it's like important with the food and nutrition, but it is really more so whatever it takes to get you in your space specifically. So if it is, not consuming social media or media. Maybe that's, maybe it's dancing. Maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's meditation. So everyone has their different way in which they can get into that frequency, like the vortex almost. So it doesn't need to be something as prescriptive as like your nutrition or something like that. Mm
2: -hmm. Definitely. How's your channeling going, Krista?
0: It's good. So I got a lot of homework from, I've been working with this woman. It's been really powerful. And it's really, it's what I've noticed the most is that We think that we're just we are born with our intuition and we are born with this access. And I was born with my specific gifts, but it really is something that you have to practice and take time with. Like I thought it would be more just like one day you're like turning on the lights. You're like, okay, I'm ready. Here we go. And it's you practice. Like you have to practice, you have to practice with friends, you have to practice with family, you have to practice on your own. You have to really devote a lot of time and attention to it. And I think a lot of people in our community who do have a lot of gifts and who have a lot of dreams for those gifts, I think that we have the assumption that you sort of one day are like, I'm going to do readings. I'm going to be a channel. I'm going to do all these things. And it takes so much time and practice.
2: So much time. I'm so happy you mentioned that because I was of the belief that, you know, you're born as a superhuman and these people that are mediums that are on TV or whatever, like they were born that way. I was definitely not born that way. My Cuban mother would have like sent me off to like some nun school or something if she thought that I was channeling anything. But I was just like, you know, got excited about it, got obsessed with it, started studying on my own. And then the luckiest thing that happened to me was somehow I was bold enough to like ask people if I can practice on them. And that practice, and eventually, you know, I got my little clients to do readings with me and all that. And really, that was it. Like, I had to show up and do the reading. And actually being able to do readings was what made it stronger. Like, I I wasn't strong when I first started. It was actually like just people keep that kept showing up. So it's definitely like an athlete. It's like any other thing that you practice and you get good at. I also, I don't know if you found this, but like, I think it also calms your mind a lot. Like I found that my mind was actually clearer because you have to get into presence and it's almost, it is a meditative state. So your mind also, it's just, it's just so good for you. Even if you don't want to do it like, you know, professionally or whatever. Yes. It's just so, it was just so good for you. Purifying.
0: Mm-hmm. I think too, I realized I was like, oh wow, people don't always want to know you know, like we have a friend and she's having a baby. She's like, I was like, can I guess the name? She's like, you're never going to guess it. I'm never telling anyone, blah, blah, blah. And I literally guessed it the very Stop first it. try of every name in the world. She's like, whole she just was like, it was like not excited. And it's not like she was pissed. She's like, oh my, god, I just, she's like, I can't believe it, blah, blah. But I was like, oh yeah, you can't always be doing that. And I'll, there was another friend who's pregnant and I was like, babe, I was like, hey, babe, you're pregnant. She's like, I i don't know. She ended up being pregnant. And it's like, I'm the first person to know. You know, so it's a very interesting dance of like, you could very much use it. Not like I'm using it in a, in a way, but you have to be mindful of when you're dropping things and you have to get permission. You know, it's getting the permission. It's making sure people are in the right space. But yeah, it's fascinating.
2: Yeah, that's definitely like a skill. You get to that place. Like I'll read people and I'll be like, oh, just, just not ready. Like yes. not, not ready to receive that. You mm. you definitely learn that because our energy is all open. You know, you can try to protect your energy as much as possible. But the truth is, you know, you can pick up things even if they don't want you to pick it up. But yes, then you get to a place of kind of discerning like whether the person needs it or not. And actually, I was going to ask you that question, Lindsay. Like when you first heard that information about the guy you were dating before, was it hard to receive?
1: It was for me something I already knew deep down. But... Yeah, I don't think it was hard. It was just like, ah, uh, you know, she yeah. got me. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was almost interesting to kind of see the split between the part of me that really wanted to make it work because I just wanted to be in a relationship, you know, and and then kind of what I would do to lower my standards in order for that to happen. So it's it just showed me that. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, there are definitely, whether it's me or other people that I know that have gotten readings, that it's like, it's hard to receive certain information because it's almost like you might not have the capacity to hold it Yeah,
0: at that point. I kind of like when they tell me stuff that I don't want
1: to know. Oh yeah, for sure. Kind of like that, but I feel yes. like we have capacity. You know, we have
0: capacity like some where we're of my, like, next thing. <laughs> remember this one psychic that basically predicted my life. Now she literally would live on like Red Bull and Hershey bars. <laughs> And her like kid, her like baby would like crawl around all over my legs during the reading. Her name was Janet. And then she disappeared. Literally one day I went to her place. Poof, she was gone. Completely gone. Wow. And she was so wild. <laughs> and she was to, dad's She used to always say so much wild shit. And I was like, dude, Janet, that's not real. Like that's never happening. And it was like all fucking real. So crazy. But it was, it would be like stuff. She's like, you're moving to New York. I'm like, I fucking hate New York. I'm never moving to New York, Janet. It was crazy. So I kind of enjoyed it. and also it kind of mixes it up. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got it. Success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I know, but I think this is different for everyone. But for me, I'm like, I don't want to hear all the stuff that's good. Cause I I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. You There's know a knowing. Mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and I that's do the...
2: also like a sign to stop going to a psychic. Oh, big you know, Yeah, big we had to do that. Have we you had to been do that there that at one point? Oh yeah. Uh, oh. That
0: God. was us last year. I was like, no more. That's yeah. how I felt like a psychopath. Well, because
1: we go through seasons where we'll see a lot of people in a short period of time. And it's usually because like, either we might be interviewing someone and they give yes. us, a, you know, certain
2: things and we're like, whoa,
1: <laughs> full yes. stop. We need like a full stop. That
2: just well, yes.
0: becomes like uninteresting. You're like, mm. yeah.
2: That's actually like how I got into readings. I was like, damn it, Nikki, like you're better than these people. Like, what are you doing? Like when mm-hmm. you get to that place that you're, yes. like you're like, this sucks.
0: Yes. I want to talk about the difference between intuition and emotion. Because we're talking about intuition. And I feel like a lot of times people may confuse it with emotion. So it's like, if you're at your job and your job sucks and you're really emotional about how bad it sucks, you're like, I know my intuition is telling me I need to leave. But it might, like you might be, it might be both are true. But there's also like a part of the emotional piece where there is a difference between a reactionary emotion and your intuition.
2: So good. That's just such a good observation and question. And what's funny is that most people that are naturally intuitive are like our water signs, you know, like the cancers and the Pisces and we're so emotional. So it's very tricky. So definitely, yes, like kind of knowing the difference. What I do when I get to that place is... I first, I don't trust, I actually don't trust my emotions at, at first because I know that about myself. Like I know I'm very watery. I know that I'm very sensitive. Like I know these things about myself. I know I absorb a lot. So I can't trust everything, especially as someone who absorbs. So my first go-to when I'm in that place, I said, like, I always ask myself like, okay, what is the highest and greatest thought or vibration that like I can have in this moment? So let's say I'm at a job and I hate it. And I'm being like, oh, this me hating it is a sign to go or I'm like upset with my husband and like this is a sign to get divorced. I will stop in that moment because even with clients too, like when you have a client that's like, I think I want to get divorced or whatever, like, you know, this is serious business. You know, like you don't want to just tell somebody or, or tell yourself like, I'm out, you know, this job or, you know, it's serious business. So you have to question it probably like three, four times from an intuitive place. So one of my little tricks is I ask myself, like, what is the highest and greatest thought or vibration that I can have about this in this moment? If I wasn't taking this emotionally, or if I wasn't being emotional about this, what would be true? Mm-hmm. That happens to me a lot of my in my work, actually, in my company, because you know it's coming from such a heart place, and I love you know all these people that work with me and all that. It's business is not personal, you know, and it business is business. So I constantly have to ask myself, I have to be like, okay, if, if my emotions weren't involved here, what would be the truth? What is the highest and greatest truth here? So you have to, again, bypass yourself, like what we were talking about at the beginning, where you like, okay, I'm a vessel, you're kind of moving your human self out of the way to get the truth. I wanted to talk about the
1: aspect of channeling where you are bringing in information from whether it's another place, another being, but your process of translating to this existence, this language, this form of communication, was that something that is practiced or how do
2: you teach people? So channeling is different than connecting, I like to say. To me, channeling is I am connecting, you know, I have this Blu-ray guide that I work with and I'm going to let their voice basically like use me as an instrument. So I'm going to kind of, there's, there's, I'm not really translating as much. When connecting, it's like I'm having a conversation with that Blu-ray being, right? So I'm like, oh, we're, we're chatting. And I'm kind of just repeating. It's almost like they don't speak English. I, I I speak their language and I'm translating. So that's, to me, the difference between channeling and connecting. Channeling is different. You definitely need more... You need to be careful. You know, like you need to... First of all, know what you're connecting to because I don't know if you guys see that, but sometimes I work with people that are just so dying to have some sort of supernatural experience, maybe because they had one before and then like you just want to have it again. And you'll connect to anything and there's all sorts of beings out there. You can't just like go, you know, free ball it and just like connect to whatever. You want to be able to discern and who am I connecting with before you actually let them in. So that's the first thing. Check IDs, you know, like if you're going to connect with something, just make sure you're like checking an ID, like what's, what's going on. To me, checking ID is like, are you here in, the highest, in my highest and greatest good? You know, are you one with the light? I have some of the students in our in Soul Academy, Camila, she says that she gives them hugs. And if they don't want to hug her back, she assumes that they're not. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I love, love that. That's like, so yeah. sweet. So definitely like, you know, that. And then channeling is basically all you need. It's basically you're bypassing the mind and you have to either open your mouth to let it come through your mouth. Or many of you, I'm sure, do... Uh, channel writing. So you just need a place for all of that to drop and you're not translating the message. The message is dropping. Mm-hmm. We're connecting. It's kind of like what we were just, you know, the metaphor. It's like, oh, we see the suit. Okay. Like now it's my job to translate what the suit means because I'm not channeling that that being or channeling that information. I'm I'm hearing it. I'm reading it. I'm receiving it. And I'm going to translate it to you. So you just have to get good at translating if you're going to be connecting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. And do you, when you connect, do
1: you get feelings that you have to translate as well? Or is it just visual? Like what is your um, most common like motive?
2: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. Because a lot of people, when they get into intuition work, they're like, oh, I don't see anything. Like, Actually, in Soul Academy, we'll have girls seeing like, I just saw a rainbow and a donkey flying through the air. And then there's a girl in the class that's like, I didn't see shit. And that's because everybody receives their intuition differently. So it's like a really good point. So you first like, don't get jealous if you're, you know, everybody wants to see. But honestly, sometimes seeing is more time consuming because you have to translate what you saw. Whereas sometimes if you're a feeler or if you're just like a downloader, then you're just like receiving it right away. You don't have to translate it. You know, it's this kind of like falling into you. I am, I originally was very scared of being visual. Like I remember being like, I don't want like these things showing up in my room. Like I thought visual meant that like Archangel Michael was going to show up like in the corner of my bedroom and I didn't want to see that. So I actually made sure that none of my visual showed up. And I was, I told my guides, I was like, I'm okay with hearing you and and feeling you was kind of like my little boundaries in the beginning. So I'm a big, I hear a lot and I like download a lot. And then after that, that's why like when I'm talking to you guys, I can't even look at you a lot of times because I'm just like, it's just a, a receiving. And then after that, like after I got more comfortable, I asked to be visual. And then like little by little, the vis- as I got comfortable with it, like as I felt that it was safe, then the visual started coming in. So you can. What I would say is that, like, whatever format you're getting it in, lean into it. Like, if you are a hearer or a you know your feeler or clear cognizant, that's just kind of showing up. Lean into that, and then later, if you have some like dream ones that you wish you can have, you can you can then practice those. Like, you can work towards those, but lean into whatever is natural to you. The hardest one is definitely the feelers, because what happens is you'll. Kind of, who were we talking about? This guy, Henry, what's his name? Oh yeah, Tyler Tyler Henry. Henry. Tyler Henry. Have you ever watched him that he basically like receives through his body sometimes? Like he'll start having like heart palpitations because the person died. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? I'm like, oh, that's... And actually a lot of the girls that we train, not to that extent, but that'll happen. And it's very overwhelming because you can't even like translate the message because it's happening in your body. So number one, like... First of all, I think it's fascinating that you learned that about yourself. Like, did you know that you poor little sensitive being, like you've been out in the world, like receiving everybody's emotions, like they're actually not yours, you know? So that I think in itself is a really big awareness. But if that is you, if you're more of a feeler, what you need to do is when the energy is in your body, you want to close your eyes and you want to ask that energy to go outside of your body. Almost like you're putting it on a screen in front of you. And you can even just tell yourself, like, I'm not absorbing, I'm observing. So that feeling that's in your body, you need to take it out. That, you know, you ask the energy to be taken out of your body, put it in front of you and then observe the energy in front of you. So don't, because if not, it's it's just, you're going to get very distracted. It'll be hard to understand what's coming
0: mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to differentiate you and the energy. They say that with any energetic work and that's why you call yourself back, you know, Krista Williams, Krista Williams, Krista Williams, saying your name. In your heart space a few times, because by differentiating yourself from the energy, that's how you remember what your energetic signature feels like. And with the gifts, it's Claire cognizance, Claire sentient, Claire audience, Claire. I think there's a smelling one, Claire clair aliens, Claire clair aliens, Claire gustaments, maybe the one that you're tasting because mm. it's like the five senses essentially. Mm-hmm. So, if they're sending messages from one end of the radio receiver and we're receiving it through the five senses, it basically comes to us through whatever sense that we have. But yeah, I think the visual one is like not as popular as people think. And I think people think that it's the most popular because that's what they see as like the pinnacle Mm. of intuition and seeing is like you see these things when really, I don't think, I don't think people would be prepared if they were seeing things. No, we would not. And like I said, it's actually
2: like almost like a delayed messaging. And if you're confused as to like what yours are what yours is, I found it a funny, like a few funny things that that we do. So, you know, when you say, Oh, I feel you, or I hear you, that's usually like your sense. So if I, if you say something to me, like, oh my gosh, Chris, I totally feel you, like actually feeling is probably my sense, or I hear you, it's probably the way you receive. So that I have found really funny. And and really just kind of being able to to see how you're going about the world. If you're creative and you can close your eyes and see like the street you grew up on, you're probably going to be more visual. If you were a visual learner as a kid, if you're super sensitive, like I'm so sensitive to sound, like my poor husband, I drive him nuts. Like you probably receive a lot, like through your sense of hearing, through your psychic sense of hearing. So you are probably showing these sensitivities in your day-to-day anyways. And then you can just lean into that a little bit more. With kids,
1: are you are you able to like kind of teach them like the elementary levels of intuition at a young age? Or is it like kind of sneaky feeding them?
2: <laughs> no, it's it's so fun with the kids. I, you know, I, was, I grew up Catholic and I, it was a religion that I was born into. So obviously I wanted to give these kids a little bit of space of, you know, whatever it is that they want to learn. But they all know what I'm doing. And they all started like, you know, asking me if I could teach them. So my, our middle child eight-year-old who's like my alien. He, We have a bunch of animals because we have like a little farm. And he's like, mom, can we read the goats? I'm like, absolutely, man. <laughs> so we just like sit there and read the goats. But you know, kids have it naturally. Like Oliver was seeing colors at a very young age. Like he used to tell me like, you're red or you know, this person's green. So he was obviously mm. seeing auras. But that was like two and three. And then, you know, like around six or so or five or six that started... Like once he was like really in school, that really started to go away. It's just the brain development too. Like his brain is just, it, It's going through more of a logical stage it, it needs to. But they definitely have it naturally some more than others. And I think it's really nice for us that our parents or want to be parents one day to have this awareness because we can really help. Because a lot of people, it's traumatic if they're seeing their dead grandfather, like while they're sleeping and like nobody knows how to help them. So definitely having this awareness is helpful. And then teaching the kids is so much easier than you would think, Lindsay. It is like, I mean, I remember being like, let's see. So I had my oldest who's 16 and then the middle one, eight. I'm like, let's meet your spirit guide. Like to me, I was like, they, what is a spirit guide? Like, what do they even think a spirit guide is, right? Like I was not gonna, I actually told myself I wasn't gonna like explain anything logically. I was just gonna use like the terms. So we closed our eyes and I just met, I brought them on a little journey, no more than three minutes. And it was hilarious. Like Oliver opened his eyes when he was done. He was like, what just happened? Like it was oh, fascinating. Oh. So he like, he went there, he saw his guide. He explained it in this way that he was like, what just, you know, so fascinating. Definitely in Soul Academy, we see a lot of moms who do things with their kids. And it's it's also like our souls, we have so much karma with our kids and there's so much connection that actually like learning to do this, to see them as souls is just makes your life just makes everybody's life so much better so we do see a lot of parents teaching it in, in different ways and it's really not a teach it's more of a of a guide because the kids actually they they like they're so open to it they know how to do it we'll be back in just a moment but first we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who
1: support this episode
0: I just stocked up on my Moody Bird supplement from Hum Nutrition and I stopped taking it for a while and I was wondering why my hormones were feeling so off. And it was because I ran out of Moody Bird and did not restock. So Moody Bird is one of my favorites from Hum. It helps manage symptoms of PMS. It helps maintain a healthy hormone balance and helps really support the physical and psychological effects of our cycles. I have been such a fan of using chaseberry, which is one of the main ingredients in Hum Nutrition's Moody Bird for. A long time and their formula is incredible. We have been fans of HUM for many years. You all know we
1: love them because all of their supplements are clean, clinically proven, triple tested for purity and they just have so many benefits. I take daily cleanse every single day. This is a powerful formula of 14 detoxifiers including chlorella and spirulina. This has really helped to keep my skin super clear and just cleanse my body on a regular basis. That's my number one. I also take OMG Omega the Great. So this is where I am getting my Omega-3 fish oil. You don't taste the fish and this helps support even skin tone, healthy heart, brain, and body. I love it. I take it every day. So if you want to try Hum Nutrition, go to humnutrition.com. Use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off your first order of $29 or more. That's H-U-M-N-U-T-R-I T-I-O-N.com and use the code almost30 for 20% off your first order of $29 or more. I feel like both of us are very much into thinking about our home design and just getting really creative and also getting better at it, getting more intuitive and just understanding spatially what works, and I've really really loved redecor. So redecor is an interior design mobile game. So basically you get to play and also learn how to decorate a space. So whether it's experimenting with different colors, materials and textures, you can design each room and it's it's actually really fun.
0: Yeah. When I was doing the life edit, I really realized how important my home decor was mm-hmm. and understanding what kind of shapes and styles and how I wanted my space to be. And I always felt like I knew in my head, but I never could actually verbalize or understand it. And I love that the app has helped me be able to really understand what my style is so I can make it happen in the real world.
1: Yes. So if you want to practice your interior design skills and express your creativity with Redecor, download Redecor for free on the App Store or Google Play Store. That's R-E-D-E-C-O-R on the App Store or Google Play Store. Happy designing, y'all.
0: I feel like I hear this term a lot and I don't even really know. I kind of know what it means. But when we say like, it helps you remember. Like, what are we meaning by the phrase helping you to remember or like this will help you remember?
2: Do you guys ever have like, you know, experiences of, oh, like this is what I'm here for. Or like, this is like why I Mm -hmm. happened. So that to me is the the, the great remembering. Again, we come here were these souls that we've had so much more experiences. We've the, you know, the two of you, I'm sure, were married many lifetimes, right? And but you know, when you met, none of that happened. Maybe you had a moment of being like, oh, like I I feel like I know this person, or maybe that happened with your partner or something like that. That is the remembering. It's it's being able to connect to the soul that that is the most ancient part. It remembers all of those things. So we're having these moments you know, we have to, we came here to be human and, and we have to respect that and live your human life, be very grounded, be human, all that stuff. But every once in a while, you're going to connect to the soul and you're going to be like, oh, like you're going to start to remember. I mean, I remember seeing my husband for the first time and being like, I know that, per- like, I know that person, like my soul recognized his soul very much. It wasn't, it was not love at first sight. It was that I was like, oh, I know this person. So that is the remembering. It's really just remembering like what we came here for, our purpose, all the, you know, all the language of the soul. That's the remembering.
1: What have, what has been some of your most profound rememberings besides your husband?
2: Yeah, definitely Benny. I feel like so many of the people that I, I, that I love, you know, my, my best friend, her name is Kelly. When I was a child, even before I was, I was born in New Jersey and my younger brother was being born and my mom, I don't know what she was thinking, but she, I told you guys this yesterday. She was like, she told my older brother, you can pick a boy name and Nikki, you can pick a girl name. Like you guys can, you know, name your younger brother. She like, she didn't give three shits. She was so over it. She was like, you guys, (laughs) you know, go for it. (sighs) It's like, you can
0: also watch them and (laughs) bathe them.
2: (laughs) I was literally like four years old.
0: (laughs) Honestly.
2: (laughs) My mom's like, I'll I'll give you a tutorial and you can take care of the baby. (laughs) So I named I I came up with the name Kelly, which I I was only four. I had no friends named Kelly. My mom says like she really has till this day no idea like where that name came from. My brother went with Michael, and my younger brother was a boy, so I didn't I didn't get to give the name Kelly. Fast forward sixth grade in Miami now, and this I remember just it was like the day before school started, and we had to go into school, and there was like a a list of everybody who was there, but we it wasn't like it was like orientation or whatever. And I see this name Kelly on the list. Like there was a new girl and her name was Kelly. And I was like, that's going to be my friend. And sure enough, that girl became my best friend. She was my maid of honor. And it's just like, why did I remember that? Like, mm-hmm. why, you know, why did I know that? And I know everybody listening has something like that. And I just think like you can't deny it at some point. Like there is so much more wisdom to you. There's there's so much more you than just this human experience and that is another reason like why we get into the intuitive work so that we can start to remember and I think it'll be really interesting if souls start coming to earth and they always remember I mean they say that about the kids that were that are being born now like our our children of the sun they don't want to forget like we have forgotten so much. Like we've looked at all this work we've had to do to like get where we are and and you know, de- like deprogram ourselves, all that stuff. The kids that are being born right now are coming in in the next few years. Like they don't want to go through that. So I think that the human is evolving as a species where it is becoming more of a light body and it's getting to a place where it's going to be you know, intuition can see woo-woo, and maybe the things that we're talking about may sound woo-woo, but I honestly think it is an evolution of the species. I think we're gonna get to that place where we are, you know, reading each other's minds and being telepathic and not having to explain ourselves so much. We're gonna be able to connect to your heart and and the and the kids that are coming, like they're the ones that are teaching us that they don't like they don't want to go through what we mm-hmm. went through. So I think that's why it's such a big deal for us right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think the most like potent dissonance in my life has been when I've like resisted the remembering. But yeah, it feels so much better to like very much lean back and, and really get comfortable in that feeling of like, yeah, this does feel either familiar or aligned or right. Yeah,
2: that's so well said. Like, you know, just not remembering and, and seeing what it does to you. Like when you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna pretend I don't remember. That. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. weird...
0: It's a weird thing to do. Mm. I want to talk a little bit about purpose for people because I feel like a lot of women in our community want to find their purpose and they want to, you know, they feel lost because it's an interesting time where you're being fed on social media about purpose and it looks different for everyone. And so people are trying to apply other people's blueprints to their life at times. And then they might be in situations where they're still sort of working with like the path that they were told would make them happy. And they're finding out that it's not making them happy. So what is some advice you give to, to someone or people about finding their purpose?
2: First, we have to understand what purpose is. And to me, the question of purpose is this process. Like when we start questioning, like what is my purpose? What am I? It's a beautiful process. I, it's, I love when people start asking that question because it means you're waking up, which is great. Because the process of, remember, of asking about your purpose is really that you're like, it's actually the remembering process. It's like, hey, I'm pretty sure... I don't know. Something in me is telling me, I think I signed up for something this lifetime. Like I actually think there was something that I signed or there was something that I was like meant to do this lifetime. And that's the soul being like, hey, like it's like whispering through the human body, through all the things, saying like, we have a contract. Like we did something. Like there was a reason why we're here. The... Of course, most of us, as we're hearing that, I mean, you know, it's the beginning stages of an awakening. So you are trying to receive this very deep message, like this just profound message of reminding you that like you came here for something and we're trying to translate it into a human form and term. So we're like, I must need to start a business that, you know, like we yes. assume... That our purpose has to do with money. Yeah. Yes. That it has to do with... To start posting every day. <laughs> it's I know my purpose. That's it. Yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> I have to go live once a week. <laughs> it's always like translated to the same end goal, which is I need to reach people on social. Like, maybe it's not. <laughs> 100%. You know, it's
2: just... And listen, it's... I, you know, I remember when I was like, what's my purpose? What was my purpose years ago? I thought it was, you know, I thought it was job related. I was a magazine uh, editor and I was like, there is something else I'm supposed to be doing. And I thought it was about business. And that's just a very human way of translating the message. Like we were saying like intuition, the job is to like learn to translate these messages, right? And you get better and better at it for sure as time goes by. So first, you guys, purpose is so much bigger than just a job. And many times your purpose is something that like you as a human can't even understand. So you'll receive your purpose in stages. So you're going to receive, it's almost like you're following the yellow brick road. And right now you're only going to get three yellow bricks. And you know that there's something at the end of the road, but you, you're not being given the whole road. You don't know if it's going to take a right or a left or where it's going to go. So you're only giving like the first three. And that's going to be the level of understanding that you have when it comes to your purpose. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like this is what I'm supposed supposed to do. When when I, in our readings, we, we go into the Akashic Records to look for a soul's purpose. And what's interesting is if you read a person maybe, you know, once every year for four years and you keep checking the soul's purpose it actually evolves the sole purpose. It's like almost like you're ready to hear more yes. about it. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to understand that like your understanding, our understanding of our purposes right now is just so little compared to what's going to happen as time goes on, as we have more of our ascensions and all that So We're going to understand it more and more. Also, like your purpose is usually pretty general. You know, it's it's not like... You're meant to it it's not your mission statement in your business, you know? Like it's not like I'm here to help women find their greatest truth. Like actually that's not there, it's actually much greater than that. Some common purposes that we do, we definitely see like themes. I have because I've read so many people, I definitely see themes in purpose. There's like the theme of like lineage breaking. A lot of souls come to support the lineage to be like the first one to release this trauma or to do things a different way and that's a very important purpose. You know, you're, you're actually like changing the world by being different than, you know, whatever came before you. So some souls come for that and some souls come for like their own learning. Like there might be something that they're like, man, I'm really trying to understand humility this lifetime. You know, and... I know that sucks to hear that. like maybe you wanted to hear that you were meant to understand money this long, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but like, you know, some souls come for these like very like philosophical, almost reasons. and then we definitely we definitely do see our souls that are like these light workers that are coming to support the collective and help ascension, but that doesn't take that doesn't always. I can be a mom that doesn't leave my house and be a light worker working on ascending the collective by raising two kids. I could be a mailman. Like I doesn't mean that I need to be a, a spiritual teacher on Instagram. So that's another understanding that we need to have. So first of all, being open a little bit, like just kind of like loosening the grip on what purpose like really means. And also being okay with the mystery of your purpose. Your purpose is an ever-evolving awareness that you will have. So be okay with like the awareness that you have now. And it's nothing, like don't feel like it has to be this like definite truth to you. Just be okay with like what it is right now. And it's exciting to think about how it's like
1: constantly over time revealing itself. Where if everything was revealed right now, I'd be like, okay, okay. Yes. Well, you know what I mean? Like Peace they, out. Yeah. Yes. It's just like... It's okay. like
0: your purpose is to relax. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm out. i Now I, what? <laughs> I love that
1: reminder. The Akashic Records, for those that don't know, can you give us a little 101 on what the records are?
2: Yeah. My understanding of the records are it is on the seventh plane, I want to say. Don't quote me on that, you guys. But the records is really like, it's an energetic space that has all, it's kind of like, it, it carries all the information of past, present, and future, which is like, blows your mind when you first understand that. And I think the the records are best understood when you're practicing it. So we teach, in Soul Academy, we teach the Akashic records because it's like, you just understand it the best when you're practicing it. Most people visually, when they connect to the Akashic records, they see it as a library. But from teaching so many women and from so many different backgrounds, like they get creative with what it looks like. I always say that the Akashic Records is not, it's nothing. It's it's not a library. It's just that in order to read the energy of the information there, it's nice to picture a library. It's nice to picture a book and be like, okay, like what's in this book? But it's really just energy underneath it. So you can go into the records. It is a, it's a meditation. You go into like this meditation, you rise in the planes, basically. So you're going to kind of feel like almost like you're journeying above your body to get there. And there's like some processes. There's like a librarian, you get some keys, that kind of stuff is a little bit of like a field trip. And then you have to have some intention. So let's say I want to go into Lindsay's records because I want to find out about so-and-so's past life or whatever, like anything that has to do with Lindsay's soul or, you know, with your soul exists there. You have to like, it, it, it definitely requires a certain, a, a, a certain level of focus, like we were saying earlier. So actually, I don't teach Akashic Records until much later. Like, I'm first teaching how to hold your awareness to read a chakra. Like, that's the very basics. Like, close your eyes. Can you read Krista's throat chakra? Like, that's like the first step. People are dying against the Akasha Records. And I know that there's like these books that tell you that if you say some prayer, like somehow you're in there. It, I have never... I didn't... My process didn't take me there, but a lot of our students do. And they are very like disenchanted by that because it's... Like you said, it's not a switch, you know? So... The Akashic Records is a lot of energy and it's a lot of energy in one space. So you have to learn to hold focus on like a little thing to get to these more things. But it's super fun. Like there's so much cool information there. I mean, you can find a purpose, a person's path, like their past lives. Like it's a really cool meditative space. And you just, you know, you got to be able to trust yourself and all that. Like that example that you were saying, Krista, that you were like, can I can I guess your baby's name or whatever? As much as she was probably annoyed, it was probably very validating for you. You were like,
0: Oh, oh yeah, bye. The you're real like, the real thing is, is yeah, literally, she was like, Oh, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: So that is a trick for intuition. We were talking about like, how do you get better? Like you said, actually we teach in group. I used to teach one-on-one, but it doesn't work that great. The best way to do it is in group because we're all gonna go, okay, let's go into meditation, let's go into Lindsay's Akashic Records, let's look up this past life. And all of a sudden you all start seeing the very similar stuff, but you're all in your own zoomed, like, you know, home and receiving this message, but you're getting the same message, like, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. So you, you definitely need some wins when you're doing intuition. Like, you need to hear that you got the baby's name right. Like, you need to hear these things. You need the wins. And actually, the wins is what, you know, what gets you better.
0: Yeah, I think it's getting that confidence is huge too. Over time with anyone, with, whether they're leveraging their intuition for their own life and their own path, or they're working with people as a reader or teacher, I think it's huge. In the Law of One, they talk about the Akashic Records is actually like a, so, it's called a social memory complex. Mm-hmm. And basically, since there's no difference between time, it's us as like an advanced beings. So it's like we eventually ascend so far up that we become one energetic signature and that energetic signature has all information. And it's in the sixth dimension, which is probably the same as what you're talking about. But it has all information about all time space in, that, in the Akashic Records. So do it's you, almost like us in the future.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
1: Do you go in your, like for yourself? Is that like a tool that you...
0: You're like, hey, Bill.
2: I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, for sure. I go in for myself just to check in on, my, on myself, for sure. I do. I love like the books that are in there. So the way that I read the records is like the records is kind of like Google. It's like the more you ask, the more you'll receive. So it's if if you can let yourself go big and like think big and dream big, and ask like the weirdest questions, you'll you can find something in there. So that's what I like the records for. I'm like, how you know what what else exists out there? Like you have to be very open minded to be able to work the records because you have to be. Like this, like you almost have to be like a child in in there because you have to be like, well, well, what else can I find? So I like going in there to experiment, to find things. I try not to get obsessive over giving myself my own readings, but when I do give myself my own readings, I treat it like a client. So I kind of like, I'm like, okay, we're gonna read Nikki Novo today. And I do the whole thing where like I bring the energy outside of me and um and I'll do it every once in a while. But yeah, I find the record super fun. It it's it's tiring though. So
0: I mean not that it's tiring, but you you know you got to hold your focus a little longer. Yeah, being in that frequency probably is you know kind of tiring too because it's such a like strong band the chakra system. Because I know when you read, you go through the the chakras. How do you or how can people understand their chakra system better to maybe know more about their own intuition or path or to lead them to understand if something might be off?
2: So your chakras are. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but I'm going to say chakras is basically, it's the energy that exists on your body. And it is so creepy how we hold all this information on our body. Like if you, when you learn to read chakras, you're like, it's scary to get a read and be like, how did she see that or know that? And it's because it's, you know, we're carrying it on our, on our body. So definitely knowing first of all, that the chakras are like these little energy wheels on the body. They all represent something. They have like their own little category and so that's, you need to kind of have a little bit of that background. But since this is your energy, you're whenever you're trying to get somewhere, you're usually probably being like, man, what's blocking me from finding love? Like what's blocking me from, you know, making the amount of money that I want to make or whatever. You're usually, you know, asking that question. And actually, there's something in your energy that is blocking you to be energetically matched to the thing that you're asking for. So if you can learn to read your own energy you can be like, oh, like my throat, man, like, you know, X, Y, Z in my throat is not letting me like communicate correctly. And I'm not able to get that raised because I'm coming off a certain way. And like, you may not be very aware of it, but it's being held in your energy. And everybody that is coming in contact with you, like they can sense your energy, even though they they can't read it. So learning to read the chakras helps you learn to balance whatever needs to be needs to be balanced or be open. Like some of us are out, trying to find love and our hearts are so closed and we have no idea, but you can, you know, read the heart and be like, oh, and you know, you might find like, oh, you know, my heart is this last person made me feel this way. And now I'm carrying that energy. And so your each chakra almost is like, tells a little bit of a story and it changes. So we can read our chakras today and read it a year from now and it'll be very different. It's similar to taking like an aura photo. Like, you know, when if you took one now and you took one two years later, the colors might be different. It's the same deal. Like your energy is always moving, but you want those wheels to be like as clear as possible so that you can manifest more. You can like be more of a match for the things that you want. And it just gives you like a little, it it will answer that question, what is blocking me? Like that's really Mm -hmm. what you'll find there. Do you find that
1: like different generations have different, whether it's blocks or just patterns in the way that their chakras are either open or closed or circling the other way or
2: or is it kind of more random? Yeah, it's such an interesting question. I was doing... I do like yearly... Like at the beginning of the year, I'll do like a yearly channel or whatever. And this year was like all about the generations. It was very fascinating. Like all the generations were speaking to me. Like they all have some sort of like collective energy happening. And all these... All our different generations are kind of like trying to find their way together and the answer would be yeah, it's 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 similar. Not that their chakras are moving, but it's almost like um the the older the generation, sometimes like the the less movement they have in the upper chakras. And I th- again, I think that's part of the evolution of the species. I think we're becoming lighter in general. So some of like the older chakras, it's like you're not getting much from the heart. Yes, up. Mm-hmm, you know,
0: yeah. In love so. one, it talks about once you've um, healed to the heart chakra then you have access to the throat, the third eye and the crown. But until that point, you don't have access to any of those other ones. And I can see it in in people that I know, like family members or people that you deal with. You're like, oh, wow, you're still definitely in your root. You're in like, your root. Yeah, there is no access to the above. And when we think about the root chakra, we think about, you know, sexual trauma, sort of like the era of Me Too and all of like that sort of energy or it's like the war energy, the safety energy. There's so much that's been going on and coming up and in that space and hopefully, you know, for healing. Definitely. Yeah.
2: And it's just cool to see, you know, and and if we're dedicated to, you know, I want to heal myself and I want to clear things out, Also, your chakras will, can help you, like, it'll guide you. It'll tell you like, oh, did you know that because you're the child, you know, I'm a child of immigrants, like because you're the child of immigrants, your root chakra is carrying this trauma from whatever, whatever. And it's a little bit faster than maybe figuring that out just randomly. Like you can go in with intention to be like, let me see what's in here. And then start from there. It, It actually can be like a little bit of a blueprint to your own like DIY healing. Like you can take what's there and be like, okay, I'm gonna, I know I need a, you know, maybe work on these few things, clear this out so that my energy can be clear. Mm-hmm.
1: Last question from me on partnership. And Krista did an episode on something similar. How have you been able to navigate your marriage as you've individually evolved spiritually and the like? Because obviously they're evolving at a different rate, in a different way, in their own way. So what is that like, especially as someone who is known for this work
2: rather than just kind of doing it in private? Yeah, I think that that is one of the scariest things about being in partnership. You know, like how many of us hold ourselves back because we're like, oh man, I'm going to evolve out. You know, like I'm going to ascend or, you know, get to a place and this person like is nowhere near me. So there's like all this fear of me going into that or becoming that version of myself because I'm afraid of who I'm going to leave behind. I don't want to break up my marriage just because I get more woke. You know, like it's like, it's a really scary thing. I think that's one of the trickiest things about any relationship. It's not just in part, it's not just in romantic partnership. It's, I mean, we outgrow friends, we outgrow our family members because of this work, and it can get very lonely at some points. It's very scary, and it's it's a particular fear when you're in you know in a romantic partnership if you're you know living that way. So, for my husband and I, we're actually celebrating ten years marriage next week, and you know we came with all our little trauma together. The poor us, we were just like little trauma babies coming mm-hmm. together, and unlike you Krista that I think you guys had been together for a long time Benny and I moved in 6 months after getting after meeting each other got engaged 6 months later we had a very quick you know we were marri- we were married within 2 years and we were pregnant a year after that so it was very very fast so we did most of our healing work together like in marriage where some people do it like before they go into it I was like we were in it and I definitely I was super dedicated to healing myself and I definitely got to this point Benny suffers from addiction. And I got to this point that I was like, this is just not going to work. Like, this is just not going to work. You know, like, either I stop myself and like try to help him out or or I keep going and see what happens. And I chose to keep going. Like, I just felt like I can't... I'm not that good of a swimmer. You know, like if this guy's drowning, I'm not sure I can like save myself and save him. Like, I think I'm going to drown. So that was the approach I took. And it was very scary. I had three kids, all that. But the most magical thing happened. Like I just held the the faith. I was just like, I, I really feel this is how I'm supposed to do it. And what I did was I didn't judge his process. Like I was very much like, I have a lot of friends that are like, do you slip him books? Do you like, what do you, you know, are you making him l- listen to podcasts? And I respect that. Benny's a man's man, first of all. And he's, this is not the way that he heals or progresses. Like These are not the things that he's into. And I respect that. And when I thought he wasn't working on himself, it was just that he was doing it in such a different way. You know, it's just like, you don't know a person's inner process. And we are like little plants. Like what's so fascinating is that like, you plant these two little plants together and you start growing. And if you're close enough to the person, they're going to grow with you. They might not be growing at the same speed or they might not be growing in the format that you're growing in. But I mean, it was it was so surprising to me like when it all happened that he was he was like right there with me. And I just the whole time, there was a time that I was judging him and I was like, oh, he he's in another planet or whatever. But he was like right there with me. So I just focused on my game and like focused on, you know, my growth and all that. And, you know, really just prayed for him and just prayed for like the family that like, I'm going to go for it, God. Like I'm going to jump in. Like this is what I'm being called to do. And I had to really let go. Actually, I, I didn't know my husband had an addiction. Funny for an intuitive to not know. There you go. It's not mm-hmm. 100%, right? And well, there was obviously like denial. And then when that all came to the surface... During your marriage. Yeah, during the okay. marriage. When that all came to the surface, I was like, all right, like I have to be okay with walking, walking away from this. And when I got to that place energetically that I was so unattached and I didn't blame him. I was just like, "It's, it's. this is just where it is. He was like, oh, hell no. And he was like, and he just like stepped up and like really went for it because actually even in my unattachment, there was just so much heart. Like there was no judgment. So the most important thing, and I know that's hard. And I, I think we're actually going through that a little bit as a collective. Like if you're working with people who are dating, Women went through like a big ascension over the last, during the Me Too and like before we had like a big power session the last, you know, five, 10 years or so. And we're asking a lot from our men lately. So actually dating right now is a little difficult for like a man and a woman because the the men are, they are like, we see so many more men going to therapy. We see so many more men like moving into that space and we and actually as women i think as a group and i i mean i saw that in my own little universe with my relationship we helped bring that up and i think our patience and our love and our compassion is going to give them space to together i'm not saying that they're behind us or they have to catch up or anything like that but i'm just saying that we were you know it's it's like anything like somebody has to bring this new technology like into the relationship so it's like oh this new technology it's called healing and ascending and getting help and all those kind of things So women have just adopted that first, I think. And men are are catching on to it. So expect I honestly like you'd be surprised. Like I really was like, I was so surprised. And Benny has been sober for two years, so proud of him. He's like so happy. And he always says, like, he's like, now I just live the Nikki life. I only do what I love and I don't do anything else. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Like I only do I think the things. So if you're in that if you're in that space, I'm not saying it, you know, it's 100 percent and it works for everybody, but and but don't like lose your faith, like just pour into yourself. Like that's the best you can do. You can't, you can inspire people, you know, and you can't control other people's process, but it also shouldn't be a reason to hold yourself back from where you're being called to to go and who you're being called to become. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Thank you. Yeah, thank
0: you for sharing you that. For sharing that. I'm so glad he's doing well. And mm-hmm. I, I've i heard you mention that before, but I didn't really know what had happened. And I just always feel so grateful. I'm like, I'm so grateful. I have these tools and I have this connection and I have this support in and faith. Like, oh, life is just so much better when you have that. It's mm-hmm. like- you can really, really weather anything. This has been so good. I'm so Thank glad. This is so perfect much, and guys. powerful. We love you. Mm-hmm. I've been on your show. You've been on mm-hmm. her show. We might have you join for sacredness, yes. which yes. will be so amazing mm-hmm. for sacredness of being single. Lindsay's program. Where can everyone find you?
2: NikkiNovo.com or just Instagram? Novo. And I'm excited to meet all of you. Yeah, the programs are
1: incredible. I love that there's something for everyone. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like if someone wanted to go through from the ground up, like you absolutely hold them through. So I think it's, it's
0: incredible. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Nikki, and thank you for tuning into Almost 30. If you're new to the pod, maybe you're a fan of Nikki's, welcome to the show. We do episodes pretty much every Tuesday and Thursday. We have over 500 that you can dig into right now. Tons on spirituality, wellness, intuition, aliens, all of the things. So welcome to the community.
1: Thank you all. Go to almost30.com to learn more and for our partners for this episode. We just want to give you a big thank you. Krista and I love to try brands and really vet them for you. And we're super proud to be partnering with some of the best. All discount information is in our show notes as well as on almost30.com slash partners. We will see you all on the next episode. Love you.
2: Love you. Bye. (laughs)